You are listening to the Creative Spirits Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Benji. I'm an artist, art educator, and creative coach. I'm here to share my journey and experience with you. I also interview other artists and creatives and share their words of wisdom. I believe we were all born to create. It just takes a little bit of practice, patience, and persistence to get to where you want to be. So please stay tuned for a magical episode. So hi, Miriam. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you for being here with me again today. So excited. This time we're like going to be on video because last time we were just you were just doing uh, audio recording. So this is exciting. Right. You know, the longer you do something, the more you learn and you get, um, you learn from others. And like, I just learned from you about this app. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. The experience with art. Yeah. Yeah. So this time we are going to go, uh, talk more about AI because you're very experienced with that. And, I know a lot of our listeners are curious about and might want to know a little bit more about that because there's um, some good stuff out there about it and some not so good stuff. So um, first of all, I want you to share your story and journey again and how you became a digital artist and how you came to use AI. Okay. I was I was thinking about this this morning. I'm finding that everything that happens to me seems like an accident maybe it's not so much an accident but the universe going hello look at this but just becoming a digital artist for me seemed like an accident because i had uh this was about five years ago and i had just retired from being uh, doing full-time work as a wildlife biologist and i'd been doing i had a career with the forest service for like 33 years doing this so it was a long time I retired on December 31st and January 1st and I'm like sitting in this very spot going okay and now what you know and so I kind of had some ideas but I was just like scrolling around on the internet looking at stuff like art and other things which I never had time to do and all of a sudden I saw a picture of fractal art and I'm like, oh my God, that is like the coolest thing. I love like the detail and the brilliant colors and just the texture and everything about it. And I was like, what is that? I had never seen anything like that before. And so I just started, you know, going down the rabbit hole and researching it and figure out, okay, it's fractal art. Well, well how do you do that? And so just, you know, following the tracks I could find, uh, by Googling it. And I realized this is something that people can do uh, with a computer, it's digital. And so there's a variety of different programs out there. And so I started just like trying out different things. And ultimately, you know, I found a program that I thought seemed pretty easy because it's actually a rather complicated thing, but these programs make it fairly easy for you to do. And I just experimented until I started creating things that I liked. And uh, once I did that, it was like, huh, I can see the connection here between this and what I do, this business that I have, which is I'm interior designer. And I thought I can take this digital art and I can create art for people's walls and I can put it on a pillow or on a shower curtain or on a duvet cover, all the things that you might use to design someone's house. So then the, like the lights went on, I'm like, oh my God. And then I went down another rabbit hole and started uh, uh, trying to figure out like, well, how do you do that? And then I realized print on demand is one way to do that. So then I started a store on society six where i could uh, do all those things and so you know my journey with like fractal art evolved because i would try different programs and uh some are have more capability and they're more complicated than others 
And so I just kept feeling like, oh, I'm getting better and better at this, or I'm feeling like I'm getting more of the results that I want as I tried different things. And then one day, accidentally, I was like, in a design group on Facebook and everyone was talking about AI and they're all up in arms like, oh my God, AI is going to steal my work. Oh my God, people will never need a designer again. AI will steal everything. And everyone's just like totally freaking out. I'm like, what? I'm not even sure exactly what this is. I don't get it. So I'm just listening to this whole thing going, well, what is it? How do you use it? What does it mean? Is it really going to steal my job? And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go figure this out. So then I started looking around and I heard people talking about a mainly mid journey was the thing they were using for AI. It's a software, I guess, program. So I went in there and I'm like, okay, how do you do this? And just kind of figured it out, just like the other thing and started creating rooms. Like I'd say something like, you know, I want to create a Moroccan style living room. And then, so it was just using your words and uh, went in and started playing with it. And so, you know, I would spit out a bunch of different things. Some were looked really cool. Some were really weird and creepy. And then like, okay, okay, I can see how this works. Um, and then it dawned on me, oh, I can maybe play with creating art like this. So then I started playing with that idea. And then I was like, I love this so much because I can put something that I have in my head an idea into words and then see what I can create with this. And so then it kind of opened this new door accidentally once again for continuing to evolve with my art. And then, of course, time went on. I was like, I can combine these two things together, AI and fractal art. I can do all this stuff. And it kind of opened another whole door of my art evolving. So I guess that's how I became a digital artist. And I feel like it's constantly changing all the time and evolving into something new. Yeah. And who knows what will happen tomorrow. And, so, uh, Yeah, you know, um... I'm all for like technology and, and evolving and learning. And we're always doing that when we're creating um, something that I think triggered me was when I saw someone entered a contest with their AI work, which was stunning. It was beautiful, but with a regular fine artist. And I thought, well, shouldn't there be a separate contest for the fine artist and then for the AI artist? What do you think about that? Like, what's your view on that? Uh, I have never really thought about that, but I know that, um, you know, I'm an artist on Fine Art America and I'm involved in a whole bunch of different groups. And some of the groups are specifically for digital art and some are specifically for AI art and some are specifically only for photography or only for paintings, et cetera. And there's contests that run all the time. And usually when people offer, have put up a contest, they specify, uh, you know, it can be anything or it can be just digital art or it can only be paintings or whatever. So the contest that I personally have entered, there's always, you know, the criteria there for you to follow. Um, there have been there have been things where uh, I believe where it's been a mixture of all the things. So I guess it just depends on what your goal is, maybe for the contest, what the end result is you're trying to get to. Right, right. Um... And explain AI to our audience. Like, what is that in your words and what and what you've experienced with it? Um, well, I'm no expert because, like, as I was saying, I'm like, I'm like the accidental tourist into all this. <laughs> Play around and see what happens. But I knew you were going to ask me that question. So I'm like, okay, how can I explain AI to people? Well, first of all, I just kind of looked up a definition and 
my experience, well, just to start with my experience so far with AI, it's only been with two things. I've used AI for creating art, and I've also used it to help me with writing. And they're different programs. And the writing part, it's been really kind of more like a writing assistant to help me summarize my words, which I can be kind of long-winded. So it's like, make this shorter, and it does a really good job. Yes. Or to research things or help create like hashtags that might go with my art uh, or help develop a summary of something. So I've used it for those two things, for art and writing. And when I looked it up, um, AI, which means artificial intelligence, is really a, com a computer technology that helps machines to learn and do tasks that usually need uh, human intelligence to do. And it does that by teaching these computers uh, to follow certain rules or to learn from different patterns out there. Uh, and so apparently it can generate images, which I've tried. It can mimic styles, which I can kind of see when I'm playing around with it. I'm kind of personally trying to, I've figured out kind of a style that I like. And so I try to use the same word so that what I'm creating is consistently, it has a, a look to it that's fairly consistent rather than totally random. Um, and it responds to your input. Uh, through words. But the thing is, it's a computer. It knows nothing. Yeah. You have to tell everything to do. And you have to be good with your words. And this is one of the things that I thought was funny because in when I was in that design group, yeah. and they're all like, oh my God, AI is going to steal my job, blah, 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 blah. Then people were joking. And they're like, yeah, but that means you have to be able, that person needs to be able to describe in words succinctly what they are looking for. And then everyone's laughing like, and how often does that happen? Because right. most people, I need you to create this, but then they can't really describe exactly what they want. So if a person can't describe it really good in words, they're not going to get anywhere with AI. Yeah. You can use the words and even, and you have to really be specific and play with the words and just the order that you put things in and the way uh, you describe things affects the output. And a lot of times it does not do what you say. It'll do something else. You're like, I told you five times to make this blue, but it's not blue. So you just, you know, it's not perfect. It's just like the beginnings of something and have to experiment and uh, play with it to try to get uh, what you want. So that's, hopefully, you know, uh, that's my understanding of what AI is. And uh, I, the other thing that I kind of feel like, this is just what I see when I'm using it. I was thinking about this this morning. I know people get, some people get worried like, oh, AI is just going to go out there and steal my artwork and give it to somebody else. But I haven't seen anything like that. The way I see it is like the computers have been given like all the art in the world to look at, all the books in the world to read, all the music to listen to, and they've it's been able to establish like patterns and things. And so it's got all these like little puzzle pieces of different things. Yeah. And so I would like to see this. What it does is it goes out and it picks up a bunch of random little puzzle pieces from all over the place and goes and puts them together. And you're like, well, that's weird. Or, oh, I like that. So you don't know what's going to happen, but I don't think it goes out there and grabs something like somebody's piece of art or somebody's music or anything like that. It's like it might take little pieces of things and then it puts it together. Um, I like that analogy. That's a good way of explaining it. Yeah. Yeah, because so far I've never, you know, and that's what I see when I'm trying to create things. It's like, this is a weird conglomeration of things that I don't like the way it looks, or I really like the way this has come together. It's hard to describe. I don't know. Have you played with AI at all and, and tried it? Um, You know what? with my husband because he's more advanced with technology so i've seen him use it and when he wants to 
like um, write something and he will use it for that or for recipes. You know, my daughter has used it for that. It, I'm a little bit slower when it comes to this kind of stuff because even though like some people are like, wow, you're so savvy with certain things and technology. And I'm like, yeah, but it took a while to get here. So I, I'm, uh, I, I think I'm going to go into it more. And after talking to you now I'm a bit more curious, but I think also like the fear, whenever something new comes, it's like, oh no, what is this going to do to us? Or, you know, is it going to be something good, something bad? And so, and there's some yeah. at first, like for me, and I'm like, oh, another thing to have to learn. <laughs> I just finished learning all those other things. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But I can say that I found this to be pretty easy, pretty easy to learn and very uh, helpful to use. Because I really feel like um, it it makes your life uh, it makes it's made my life easier in a variety of ways, which I I can tell you in a minute. But one thing I've noticed is, for example, like just like listening to the designers in the Facebook. Like I said, it started like, oh my god, they're gonna take over my job, blah 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 blah, and then now everyone's like, oh, okay. It's here, it's not going away, so just relax. And then other people have jumped in and been like, well, I'm gonna figure this out. How can I make this work for me, blah, blah, blah. And then those people step up and they go, oh, by the way, this can make our life so much easier in these ways. And it can help us to like work with our client. And if our client's like, oh, I really like mid-century modern and blue. And, and you, you can say, this is like how I'm thinking about it. Well, can you, you know, describe to me what you like, and then they say words, and you put it in, and you go, does it look like this? No, nothing like that. And so you start playing around, you find out actually what they like is like a totally different style. But they didn't know how to say those words, but once you were using this tool, you can kind of like go, oh, this is really the kind of thing they like, then you can see it, and you can now I can create something for you that's really what you're visualizing, but I couldn't see inside your head. And so it's helping you to use it as a tool, yeah. that kind of, that's, you know, so I, I've seen the people that step up and go, here's the advantages of this and here's how you can do this. And then other people go, oh yeah, that's cool. And they jump on and they start making things happen. And then people start to relax a little bit more and see the possibilities. They but surrender, they, they surrender, yeah. they, they realize, um, Hey, this might be a good change and let's see what it's all about. So that's. And, and I found like for the writing part, like I use chat GPT. Yeah. Amazing. So you can just go on there. It's free and you yeah. can say like, I've done things like I've written a million blog articles. And so I'll be like, you know, I want to update this. I'll grab like the whole thing that, I'd like a paragraph of something I've written and I'll just stick it in there and say, say it better. It'll spit something out. I'll be like, well, I would never use those words. And you can't regenerate. And then I'll say it in a different way. I'm like, meh. And I'll say regenerate. And after, you know, I can keep doing that. And finally it's like, that is something I would say. And I like what it, the way this sounds better than what I wrote because it's shorter. And so then I can grab that and, help me with my writing. So there's lots of good ways that you can use it. It can make your life a lot easier. You just have to try it. But yeah. um, I would say another way that it helped me is it allows you to like, for example, you're an artist, you draw and paint. So if you want to create something, like say you want to create something with a crow, it, in your art. You can draw that and paint it. And for me, when I was doing fractal art, there's no way I could say I want a crow. It's all totally abstract and it does not create realistic images like that. And I love actually, I love abstracts are actually my favorite. I prefer that to more realistic looking art, but I couldn't create a crow if I wanted to and I don't draw crows or paint them. But with AI, I could be like, I want, you know, 
I want a picture of a crow and I want the background to have a moon and I would like it for it to be purple and I want it to be abstract and watery looking or whatever kind of words I want to use. It'll start spitting out those kind of images and then I can combine it with my fractal art. So now I have the ability to create some realistic things, which I love because, you know, I'd like to be able to for example, I've been, we can talk about this later, but created an Oracle card deck. I'd like to create a whole deck of animal medicine cards. Well, I have to be able to draw the animal to show that. And so before I didn't have that capability. So um, I find that that's one of the advantages is for me as an artist to create some different images that I was not able to before. Um, I think it also inspires new ideas too, because if I'm like, oh, create this crow, blah, 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 it'll spit out all these things. And in some cases, I'm like, well, you know, and that is a really interesting way to portray this that I hadn't thought about. So it gives you ideas mm -hmm. for new ways to think about things or express something um, and show things. So I like that. Um, wow, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was on a walk with my husband and he's like, he showed me chat GPT and he's like, Cheryl, look, if you ever decide to write an article, um, let's say about art and he put in some keywords and he, it just came up with three different paragraphs on that uh, topic and, and titles, all these different titles. And I thought, wow, that was interesting. I, yeah, I don't, I would never thought of that title. Um, and it is, it helps you, um, see things differently and, uh, come up with more ideas. I guess it helps you brainstorm. I mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. For example, like I do a lot of global style design. So say I did, would design a Moroccan style living room. So I have plenty of different articles that I've written on. Here's the key things about Moroccan style that, you know, you would see or in, in a Moroccan style design, like the colors or the motifs or the, the different aspects that make it recognizable as Moroccan style. So I've written stuff like that. And so I would go into chat GPT and go, what are the elements of Moroccan style interior design? And I'll spit out a bunch of things. I'll be like, there's something in here I never thought about. And then I can go back and update my article if I agree. But there's other things I've asked it questions. It's like, that's just not true. So like I've done historical, used it to help me research things historically because um, I'm a historic preservation commissioner. And so there's things that will spit out that are just not true because it's probably picked up that information off the internet, which as you know, there's a lot of crap out there that is not true. So you have to be discerning also in the things that it gives you and find out if what it's saying is actually accurate. Um, and what... I mean, we talked about the benefits of AI, I feel like. There are a lot of benefits. Uh, what do you think are the disadvantages? Um, I think that, well, if you're going to use it, like I was just saying, you have to curate. Like, you have to, you can't just go, go in there and say some words and it spits out an image and you're like, okay, great. Because if you have to look at, a lot of times there's weird things in there. It, you really have to curate what comes out to get something good because it's not going to just spit out everything good. There's a lot of things that are not something you would ever use. So it needs to be curated. It does not always do what you ask it to. Like I've said, you know, I'm trying to create something that I can see in my head and I'm using the words, but it will not do what, it probably just doesn't have the knowledge to create or pull it, that puzzle piece. It doesn't get it. And so it doesn't necessarily have everything, uh, do everything that you ask. Um, I have mentioned sometimes it can be inaccurate as far as information it gives you back. So um, uh, you, you know, you, you have to pay to use the programs. In a lot of cases, like for visual, if you're gonna use something to create art, um, you're gonna have to pay. <laughs> 
I think I, when I first started using one of those programs, I'm like, it paid for a year. And within like two days, I used up all of my, you know, information that I could do. I'm like, because I was having fun with it. I'm like, okay, I can see I'm going to have to pay more if I really want to use this tool. So it's not going to be free, most likely. Uh, but hey, you know, it's an amazing thing. You can't expect everything to be free. So. I would say that uh, a disadvantage is that there's going to just like with everything else in the world, it's going to be people that are going to be dishonest and they're going to use this in a dishonest way. So, for example, I've already heard talk with designers like, oh, these a couple of these designers are using AI and then they're saying it's their work, that kind of thing. So to me. The most important thing is when you're using AI is that you disclose and say, which I always do like for every piece of art I create, yeah. I say this is an AI fractal art collage wherever I post it. So people know that I didn't paint this, I didn't draw it, I created this digitally. So I think it's important if you're using AI to disclose that you're using AI and not lead people to believe that uh, it's totally something you created from scratch, right? Okay. Let's see, I think, let's see. I think it's really important too, that for everything, that you put your own human touch, your energy into something. Like, I would never wanna be like, oh, I'm gonna go into AI, and I'm just gonna say some a few words in here, and I'm gonna spit out a piece of art, put my name on it, and call it good. Like, I feel like you have to put yourself into it. You are in the fact that you're describing the vision of your art. Um, personally, I like to do more like, you know, I like to I take the, the work that I do and go into Photoshop and then I layer uh, other work I've done like fractal art on top and some of it you can see some of it's more subliminal. I'm putting a lot of things together and each of the things has a different message or energy to it and I put those things together to create the final product that I want so there's a lot of my energy going into creating something new from from the thing that I got out of AI. It's my personal feeling is that it's important to put your own energy in there and not just like, okay, it's the computer did, but I'm going to put my name on it. I agree. I think the human touch is important. Um, and tell us about the 100-day art journey you did after listening to one of my podcast episodes on that. What was that experience like for you? What insights did you gain? I followed you throughout and you went over the 100 days, which I thought was amazing and wonderful because um, I think you said you, you loved it so much, the practice of it um, for our listeners so they could try it and they don't have to do 100 days. I always say you could do like 21 days. Like you have to commit to 100. <laughs> Yeah, really, I was so inspired by that. Uh, when you did that 100-day challenge, I'd never heard of that. And just watching what you were doing and following it, I was like, this is so inspiring. I want to try this too. And really watching it and doing that challenge has really changed my life, I think. So thank you for that. Um, Hearing that. So my experience was that I, I mean, I love doing it so much and it's, it was probably easier in some ways doing digital art because digital art tends to be faster than creating a painting because you're not doing every single stroke with your own hand. And so I found for myself, it was really fun. I love doing it. And I love the fact that by doing this challenge, like now you are saying, I am making art a priority in my day. Every day I'm making it a priority and I'm committed to this because this is something I need to do and I want to do. And so I think that's really important because I found in my past doing other types of art that I do like, you know, jewelry making, stained glass and alcohol ink art and all the other kind of things. Um, if I didn't set aside time and make time for it, a lot of times, long periods of time would go and I wouldn't make anything. 
So I like the, I think that part about the commitment was really important. I also found that like when I made the decide to do the challenge, I just said, I'm going to create art every day for hundred days and I'm also going to share it. Yes. So it wasn't just like, I'll just make the art and have it in my house. No one will ever see. I'm going to put myself out there and share my art to the world. They like it or they don't like it. It's all good. But I'm going to share it and that way people can see what I'm doing and know that I'm an artist and I'm creating these things and hopefully inspire them with the challenge like you inspired me. So I did. And actually, I found that the sharing part was harder for me than the art part because the art was like, okay, easy. You know, the inspiration, it just comes easy. I can do that, no problem. But the share is like, now I have to write a description. I have to put in all these places and blah, 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 blah. You know, so the sharing in some ways took more effort than the creation. Um, it was probably a mental. I, I felt that too, because there's this vulnerability. You have to, like you, it's it's a vulnerable space to be in when you have to share your art and um, put yourself out there. But I think uh, that's also a good practice because it's like kind of, I remember I would, I took speech in high school and in college. And the more you went up to share and to speak, the less uh, intimidating it was, the less difficult, exactly. and the better you got at it and the less you cared about what people were thinking or, you know, you just were there to share and inspire and whoever was, was, and whoever wasn't, wasn't, and it's all good. And so, and, and just seeing, watching you and your evolution, that was beautiful. And I think I always talk about the butterfly effect. I do something, I share something, then someone else sees it like yourself and then you do it and then you share it, and then someone else sees it. And it's just this beautiful effect. And I think um, we need that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, also when you're out there sharing, then you get engagement and you never know what people are going to say. Yes. One thing that's interesting is I found like, you know, because I do abstract art, it's like, and I see this in there and I see that in there. You're like, well, I never saw any of those things in my head, but this is what I was thinking. Um, one of the things, you know, I've been mentioning before about uh, sharing and not just creating, but sharing your art. So I found a benefit from doing that is you get an idea of how people see your art, how your art makes them feel, what they see in your art, all these different kind of things that if you never put it out there, how are you going to know? What is the effect on, on people? So that was a good experience because once you're sharing it every day, people start engaging with you. And so that's cool. It's a good thing to do. Um, I think another thing that I got from it is this consistency, because when you start making art a consistent practice, you're basically creating a habit, a really positive habit. Um, and, and really, I love doing it so much and it became a habit that when the 100 days were coming, I'm like, but I don't want to stop doing it. And so I didn't. <laughs> I thought, is there any reason for me to stop doing this? It's adding uh, all these positive things to my life and I'm getting my art out there and sharing it with people and I'm having a great time doing it. So is there any reason to stop doing it? And I couldn't think of any. So to tell you the truth, I am still doing it and I have done it every single day. Yes. It's getting close to love it. years, I think. I, I stopped tracking like before when I would share, I'd be like, I'm on day, you know, 500 and whatever. And I'm just, <laughs> I'm just not going to do that anymore because, first of all, people don't care. Yeah. Second of all, it's just like I don't want to track it anymore. I'm just going to, I'm just going to keep doing it forever or until I just don't feel like this is making me feel good anymore. So that was another benefit is changed my life because now I create and share art every single day. Yes. And because of doing that, it's like open these doors to other opportunities that I would never have done before, uh, which are huge in my life right now. So 
for one, one of those opportunities is the Saturday Night Live art shows that you are a host on. And, and I'm finding, because I'm creating art every single day, it's like, well, I have created seven pieces of art this week. And now it's a good reason for me to create an interior design or a room and show this art in there and create a video and go, hey, here's the art I created this week and here's what it looks like in a room and how you can use it and what it means and how that energy can affect your life. And then show it every single week. And because now I've committed to that, almost like the 100 days, like every single week I'm going to put out a Saturday Night Live art show. And I have, and I never said those words out loud, but that's what I'm doing. So I'm just saying it now. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I, you are so consistent and I can always count on you to be there. And I've just loved seeing your evolution and growth. And I remember I noticed you because you would comment on everyone's posts in the Saturday Night Live group and something all the other hosts we always talked about is you know, sometimes artists come in expecting a lot and wanting that attention or whatever it is for people to see their work, but it takes, um, you give and you receive. It's like this cycle, right? And when you show up and you comment and you're there for other artists, they're going to be there for you. Like, it's just, that's, that's the natural reaction people are going to have they're, they see you and they're like wow this artist is always commenting and is so kind and nice I'm going to go check out their work too so that's what we really the environment we want to create for artists that it's it's a group effort it's not individual like we're all here for each other and to support one another and you I feel like you knew that you got it and you were in there and you're just a kind person in general and have such a big heart so I think it just came from your personality too and that those are the type of artists we love attracting so thank you for being part of our group and for bringing so much goodness and positive light well thank you I love doing it and I feel like it is such a great idea to for people from all over the world to create their art together and share it because the world really needs art right now. I feel like art is really positive healing energy for people. And just the fact that you guys have gotten people from all over the world, all these different countries be like, yes, and I'm gonna show my art on the, we're all gonna do this together. I just love the whole concept of it. And it's been huge for me because, you know, once again, it's like now I need to create a design and now I need to create a video and now I need to share it in all my places and put it on Saturday Night Live art shows. And besides like the, all that sharing and creating, I have, uh, you know, developed relationships with other artists in the group like you and the other hosts and, you know, like Beth from Israel, different people that also are in there because like the other people that are in there t commenting and connecting we're establishing relationships as artists too, which I think is really cool. Yeah, and when I went to visit Israel, I got to see her, you know, when she came here. And there are other artists, Iskar, um, when he came from Guadalajara, we, we met up and I went to his recent art exhibit. And this is from being friends for what, three years now, almost four through social media and, these are artists I would have never met had it not been for this platform. So mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for it and, and getting to know you. And hopefully one day we'll be able to meet and uh, connect in person. That'd be so cool. Um, and, you know, besides like the Saturday Night Live art shows, there's been a couple other opportunities that have come up that are related to this. Um if I hadn't done the 100 day challenge, these would have probably never happened because I wouldn't have the material that I have generated and the evolution of my own messages that I'm putting out there. But for example, I just created uh, an Oracle card deck. Yes, and that's what we're going to talk about, which I love. It is so cool and fun and inspiring. Tell us about that and your Activate Your Life book. 
Yeah, the Activate Your Life book. I'm an author on a book that's coming out. It's Activate Your Life Volume 4. And it should be published out there on Amazon in the next month. Uh, So that is, it is all about um, basically how you can use art and interior design, the energy of all that to attract uh, wealth, health, and love into your life. By the way, you you set up your space to support you. And art is kind of like the foundation of that. And so this book is a series of authors and they all have exercises for different things you can do to help uh, basically be more in alignment with who you're meant to be kind of thing. I mean, they all have their different uh, things that they're trying to do. But my chapter is all about using art and design to to uh, become more in alignment with who you are meant to be. And it just has a couple of exercises that you can sit in your house in any room and do yourself where you're doing some self-assessment of how much am I in alignment with who I'm meant to be and how much is my space in alignment in supporting me for that. And and that's like the first step. But once you go, well, I really need to, you know, change a few things here to make this more in alignment then the next step is now that things are kind of like my baseline is good how can i actually improve this and be like attract wealth attract health and love into my life with these things and so you do another self-assessment and look at it from that standpoint and it gives you like just immediate feedback here's the things that you can do to make this better so it's been I love what you said earlier, you set up your space to support you. I never thought of it that way. Because I feel like our space is, I mean, someone once told me, only bring things that you really love inside your home. Don't just get anything and just put it in your space. And that really resonated with me. And I I feel like that's a good way to think, set up your space so it supports you. That That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, most people don't think about it this way. Um, but when you look around your room, every single thing in your room is putting off energy. Some of that is, you know, and how is that all that energy working together? When you're when you go to a concert or the symphony, for example, you know, in the beginning when they're all tuning up and they're all doing their own thing and they're tuning up and it sounds like total chaos and you're like, oh, my God. And then later they play and they all play together. And it's like, this is gorgeous. So is the energy that's happening in your space, like the orchestra tuning up, or is it like the orchestra playing together the most beautiful music that you can imagine? And everything in your space is radiating some kind of energy that's helping or hurting. And your art is a huge part of that. So... Uh, part of these exercises, like you're looking around, which things are contributing, which things are not, why, how do these things make you feel, and are those things attracting what you want to you or repelling those things? So, like, for example, in my Zoom background here, I've got a piece of art uh, called Prosperity, and that was created with the energy an intention that I put together with another artist that when we create our art, what it's actually doing is the intention is to connect people and to attract prosperity to everyone involved. That would be the artist creating it and the receiver of the art. And so I created this design, this office design back here with that art. And there's two other pieces that you can't see in this picture that go with it. But the whole point is, I started with the art, it's all about prosperity. I designed this office space around that. Everything is based on the foundation of this art. The energy of that room is all about prosperity. The colors go with it, all the things are created. So the energy is about that. So when you're working in an office space like this, you are attracting prosperity to yourself because you set your foundation to support that. If that's cool was prosperity. So it's that kind of thing. It's it's like just looking at things in a different way than yeah. people do. Yeah, that kind of has a feng shui quality to it, you know. Yeah, 
yeah, exactly. There's some some of that in there too, but I think a lot of it. I find um, like most designers when they do interior design, they create their space in the art is like the last thing. It's like the finishing touch, like the the jewelry to go with your little black dress kind of thing. For me, it's like that is the baseline. That's your foundation blocks. Yeah. The art, and then you build around it. Everything gets built around it, and it's not just the art. The beautiful piece that you visually see it's the energy that went into that and the meaning behind that it's all the things put together is the foundation everything else gets built on like your color scheme and your style and all that stuff you know who i always um observe i always observe the kids well because i have three three kids and their friends come over i always observe them when they enter our house because there's you know Obviously, there's a lot of artwork, and I'm also an art collector. And they're just their eyes open, and they're like, "Ooh, like this is so cool!" And then even if they don't notice the artwork, they're like, "I love the energy of your home." And uh, I get that so much from children, and it means a lot to me because children, they I feel like they're just so pure and um, innocent. They take in a lot more, mm-hmm. you know. They notice a lot more. So I always use them as a gauge on <laughs> how my house probably more open to receiving and feeling the energy because they're not all totally in their heads yes. like most girls are so they can they can get more 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 is coming in so that's fantastic that's a great way to you know what's happening with art a lot of times is all this unseen things it's a beautiful thing that you see but there's a lot of unseen things happening and a lot of times for us, we're like, well, if we can't see it, then it can't be real. But that's just an opinion, which may not be true. So I personally think there's a lot more going on. And all the unseen things are just as important, if not more so, in creating the space and supporting you than the seen things. So, 100%. And um, the Oracle deck that you have um it's on an app called deckable right yeah the oracle deck was another thing that stemmed from the 100 day challenge because it just (laughs) well i realized this was an accident also one day i had an email going oh hey there's this company and they're making digital oracle card decks and i'm like what because usually they're all physical cards i started reading that and the light went on like, oh my God, this is like so perfect. Cause I already have pretty much every single piece of art I create is like an Oracle card. It's like the beautiful image with the inspirational message to help you become more and better and aligned with yourself. And so I thought I have all the material already. Yeah. And so looking into a guy, oh, I can just take all these things that I've created because I'm creating an Oracle card every single day. I could create 10 Oracle card decks. And so I'm looking at this going, perfect. And so then, you know, I went into Canva basically and because you have to figure out what is your box going to look like? What is the back of your card going to look like, et cetera, et cetera. And created like, I already had all the art and I had the messages. Um, but then, so I started putting it together and then I realized this is like so cool because with a physical Oracle card deck, you have two sides. That is all you can have, right? Make yeah. a little book that goes, oh, here's what this means. With a digital Oracle card, you can have infinite sides oh. because it's digital. It's not physical. It can have as many sides as you want. And you can link to things. So for example, every one of my uh, cards, it has like the picture, it has the message, and then I have links. My links go to Saturday Night Live art shows. You're like, if you love this card, you can get this art, you can see it in a room. You can go to a meditation, a timed meditation that you set the time and meditate on that card. You can go to a journal prompt that's like, I'm looking at this card and you just turn on the microphone and you write down, this is what it makes me feel. Mm. I can link right to my store. So if people are like, I love this piece of art, I want it on art for my wall or I want it on a coffee cup or whatever, it goes right there so they can do that. 
um, it saves your reading. So if you're like, this reading, reading is really cool, it saves it, and you have a record for every single day for everything that you've ever pulled for yourself. You can text it to your friends and share your readings. You can mix and match other oracle cards from other decks. There's like the pos it like opens up all these possibilities. And so anyway, as soon as I saw this email, usually, you know how you're like scroll through your emails and you're like, hey, I got like 100 in here. Delete, 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 delete. Yeah. I'm like, what? And so I looked at that and it was just like, open the door. It's just like discovering fractal art. It's like, okay, now I see I have one deck done. I have another deck I've created that I haven't uploaded or done anything yet. And I haven't... Uh, which is similar to the one I just did. And then I'm going to do it. I want like an animal medicine deck. And so I'll I've already done a bunch of artwork that has animals in it with the messages. But now I'm thinking, oh, as I create, since I'm creating and sharing every single day, every time I want to add a new animal, I'm creating another Oracle card for the next deck that's going to happen. So it's kind of like open this this door to that and I I'm hoping you know I don't know if it's something that will ever make any money or not but if nothing else it might inspire somebody to do something different with their life when they look at the card and if nothing else a person has that deck on their phone well they got 52 pieces of my art right there they can look at so I figure that's a good thing right yeah. They can't go wrong with that. And people have told me you should make a deck because of, you know, all the art that I've created with the hundred days. And I've done that several times. So uh, I was actually looking into it as well. And then I saw Joan Marie, another artist in our group doing that. And uh, so this inspired me because I think it's nice that it's digital too. Uh, and I've been playing around with yours and uh, I, I love it. It's really fun because I have the decks, but I, I've never done the digital version or had the digital version. So thank you. Yeah, it's really cool. That's the other thing. It's like, I personally love Oracle decks. I probably have like 50 sitting right here in boxes, but I wouldn't carry them around with me, but I can put 50 or 100 or whatever on my phone. And so like, you know, if I'm stuck in traffic for 10 minutes, I'd be like, I'm just going to pull a card for myself yeah. or and to carry them with you everywhere and i'm happy to help you if you want to do a deckable deck because actually joan hadn't heard of it she was working on her physical deck and i'm like oh this is so cool oh by the way i just discovered this thing and i'm making a deck too a digital one and so i told her about it so when she knew about it she created also a deckable deck with her physical deck that she was working with. She had somebody else helping her put those together and they said that they would put it into deckable. So she's going to be able to experience that. And then I'm happy to help you do that too. Because here's the thing, it's kind of like the Saturday Night Live art shows. Like everybody can help each other and it's like the rising tide floats all, all boats kind of thing. Usually people that have one deck of Oracle cards have 20. Right. Or at least There's 10. no competition, in my opinion. And your art is so different than mine or Jones. And it's, you know, we all have different styles. So, yeah, I, I think that's important helping one another. Yeah. We all share with each other. And so, you know, if you create a deck, uh, your deck may inspire someone that also likes these other decks too so you're we're actually all helping each other with that okay. any words of wisdom for our creative spirits out there especially those who may think there's only one way to be an artist um like being a fine artist you have been an example of you can be an artist in different shapes and forms like it doesn't have to be just one way Right. Um, I would say that basically the, the key thing is just keep an open mind and follow your heart. When you see something you think is beautiful, if you want to learn how to create that, go for it. 
just like I did with the fractal art. I had no idea. I'd never thought of myself, oh, one day I'm going to be a fractal artist and have a store online and create all this stuff. I had no, I'd never even heard of it. And it was just like the inspiration hit. I saw something inspired me, and I just went and figured out how to do it. And so I think that everybody is creative in their own ways and you just have to figure out what it is that makes you feel good and how you want to create things i mean i've always created things with my hands like jewelry and stained glass and all those kind of things and i've been an artist my whole life but i've never been a painter and i've never drawn things and to i don't i don't know why but it's never been something i've been like i really have to learn how to do that it's never been something that's pulled me. The other things have pulled me, and then that thing did. So that's the, the direction that I took. So uh, for me, it worked out great. I've always been an artist, and I've also, uh, always actually done a lot of things on computers for my job and created beautiful things in a way with the computer. So it just was totally fit with me and how I pull things together. So I guess my my advice is just keep an open mind. It could be anything. You have no idea. Just follow your heart and just see what happens. So true. And I had no idea what fractal art was until I met you. And then um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll be able to see it. And I could explain it if you're listening. So here it is. And there's an image of me that you, you found and you did this fractal. I think you did several of them. Um, and it is so beautiful. And I, I bought this print and then I also had another one done of my friend where you, um, got, I, I sent you images of her different photos, and then you made these fractal art pieces, uh, of her and she loved it. And we, we, you also made a video for her and it was just so unique and meaningful and she was just in awe. She's like, wow, this is the coolest thing. And I think that's what art does. It, it just brings this like uniqueness and it's something different and special and thought out. And I think that's what the gift you want to give people is where it's thought out and it comes from the heart. So, and so I have this, I have this on my uh, desk and I highly recommend people to go check you out and find you and see your work and see what you're all about um, so tell us where they could find you all right I will do that oh and that was so I totally forgot about that it was super cool to actually see it the physical object because uh, like I say I'm doing it all digital and what that's an example is an energy art portrait where I'm trying to look at a photograph of somebody and go, what is the energy? What is radiating out about the, if they're shining their light and being their true self, we all have tons of photos out there, but there's probably one or two out there where you can really see that's, I see, I see you in there. And then the fractal art is like trying to express, or, you know, it could be using AR, AI or to express what a person looks like, their energy when they're shining their light. So that's what that is about. Um, yeah, so as, if people wanted to find me, they could, probably the easiest way to find me is look on my website. I have a company called Northern Lights Home Staging and Design. And so they can find that online at www.northernlightsstaging.com. So there'd be two S's in a row. Lights and then staging, it's all one word. Northernlightsstaging.com. And if they're just interested in looking just at my art, I do have a website on pixels, which would be uh, Marianne slash Benoit.pixels.com. So it's all lowercase, M-A-R-Y-A-N-N, -N, and then a dash, B-E-N-O-I-T dot pixels, P-I-X-E-L-S dot com. And I'll put those in the show notes as well, so people can just click and go to you. Right. If they're interested in, in, in an Oracle card deck, they just download Deckable, D-E-C-K-I-B-L-E, uh, 
want they download the app to their phone and then just once they're in there they can just search a message from the universe and they'll find it awesome. it's a fun thing it's a lot of fun marianne thank you again for being here with me and it was such a great conversation and i know people um have gained a lot and uh, I hope they go find you and see what you do and all the magic you create. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. I love seeing you there with all your beautiful art behind you. All the colors, it feels good. Good energy. Thank you. Well, thank you for inviting me. I, uh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's Creative Spirits podcast. If you would like to get to know me better, you can go to my website, CherylBenji.com, or follow me on Instagram at CherylBenji underscore art. If you would like a creative coaching session with me, please contact me through my website. You can also join my Creative Spirits Facebook group or Saturday Night Live Art Shows Facebook group. Please follow and share with anyone that might be interested in this podcast. It would mean the world to me. I believe in the butterfly effect and spreading the good vibes into the universe. You never know who you will impact by sharing. Love and light and magic always.